be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast so you have access to new content as soon as it comes out. And don't forget to share it so you can be a part of that ripple effect of Go Be Love. And if you're someone who's struggling with the Go Be Love concept, if you're someone sitting at home hurting, think you'd benefit from some coaching, or if you're an organization that's just looking to add chaplains into your workforce, go to gobeloveinc.com and schedule a free 15-minute session with me now. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning back into the Go Be Love podcast. This week is a super exciting week and just so many valuable lessons we're going to learn here. I have Jojo from Painted Warrior Tattoo. He's going to talk a little bit about his experience uh, in life and just overcoming and then also this really cool thing that his tattoo shop does for the community. And we're going to dive into that. But really what I want you to just take a minute to reflect on is that no matter how broken you are, no matter how hurt you are, no matter how bad you have been in your life, you have the opportunity to start right now making the next right decision and just keep your head down and move forward. And, and the, the possibilities for what you want and what you can get out of life are just, there are, There really are no limits to it. And I think, Jojo, you're just a perfect example of that. So thank you so much for coming here uh, from Mooresville. Thanks for having me, guys. So uh, I think I always like to just start at the beginning. So if you just want to introduce yourself, you've just got a really cool story. Let us know who you are and, and kind of where you came from. Well, uh, originally I born and raised in Fountain Square back when it wasn't such a good spot to live. Growing up, uh, neighborhood's pretty rough. You either join a gang or fight all the gangs. Kind of led me down the wrong path. Ended up getting myself into some trouble when I was probably 15 years old. Some pretty serious trouble. And I got through that. And I don't know, I've, I've, I've always been an artist. Even when I was a kid, you know, in grade school, they designed the yearbook cover when I was in sixth grade. You know, it was published by the time I was 12 years old. So... I always loved art, and it was like always like my little release, like my getaway. Like yeah. you know, some people read; they have books, and mm-hmm. some people it's movies or video games. But for me, it was always drawing at the table. And when I was incarcerated, is when I kind of got clued into the whole tattooing thing. I was watching these guys and they do these tattoos, and it was just it mesmerized me. I was fascinated by it. So I was released when I was 18 years old. No idea what I was doing. You know, they gave me a $75 gate check and outfit. Here, go be a man, stay out of trouble. And I had no idea how to do that. But I went to the neighborhood, and I found me the most well-known tattoo artist that I knew at the time. We worked in a tattoo shop, and I, I harassed him, if you will. <laughs> I begged him. I, you know, come on, man, you got to teach me how. And to him, I was just some young kid, you know, just mm-hmm. trying to get a piece of his pie, I think. And I just, you know, I pretty much broke it down to him. You got to keep me out of the streets, you know. This is this is going to be my way of staying out of what put me where I'm at. He agreed reluctantly after months of, like, I don't know, I felt like I was courting the guy, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he got tired of hearing from me. Yeah, he agreed and took me under his wing and kind of showed me what was what. And here I am now, 25 years later, I got you know, awards in five different states and I've been in international tattoo magazines. I love what I do. I got a really big client following, you know. I got clients that come in from Florida and get tattooed. And uh, I got a client in Wales. That's a really good friend yeah. of mine. Yeah, he tells me when he comes to the States, I'm the only one that's going to tattoo him. So, international, man. Yeah, that's pretty that's awesome, cool. you know. Some you yeah. know, young kid from Fountain Square has got some guy in Wales wearing his tattoo work. Yeah. You're growing up. I mean, you're growing up in a neighborhood that's not great. You made some wrong decisions. You got yourself into trouble. 
the that vital time in life when uh, when you become an adult and you learn how to function and you learn how to work with society and how to like overcome obstacles and all of those things. You were incarcerated for that period. Yeah, I had no direction. And so you were just released. They said, "Here's seventy five bucks and and yeah. uh, good, good luck." Yeah, right? yeah. Pretty much. Here's your appointment with your parole officer. Don't do it again. Pretty much. I had no idea. You know. When you're younger, you don't, you're just being a kid. And it's like, to me, I feel like the ages between 15 and 18, which is where I was incarcerated, those are your most impressionable years as far as figuring out how to be a man, you know, and learning about the routine of working every day and, you know, paying your bills and be a good person and this, that, and the other. And here I am stuck in a cell with a bunch of guys that are trying to do the wrong thing and, I'm trying to figure out how to do the right thing. I had no idea what I was doing. It's pretty yeah. scary, you know, when you're 18 yeah. years old. But thankfully, you had this one thing since you were a child, this art, this desire, this love for drawing that kept you. And so you get out and you decide, I got to do something or I'm going to go right back, right? Yeah. And you just... Something positive. Found the, found the tattoo guy and we're like, you, this is going to save my life. If you I, teach me to tattoo... It'll save my life. Immediately fell in love with it. First tattoo I ever did, he let me do on my own leg, and I still got it. It looks terrible. <laughs> if you looked at it now, you'd be like, "Why? Why did you keep going, son?" You know. But it it did. It was just it was that was the fire that it took, and, and I don't know. Just I was always geared towards my art. And, and now today, you've got this following. You've got a tattoo shop. You've got all these other tattoo artists that you've collaborated with that work with you, and and you really have hit this this level of success in the tattoo world, right? Absolutely. But it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like 18 years old and then 18 in one day you were this huge success, right? Absolutely not. It was trials and tribulations. I've, I mean, I, I say I've been tattooing for 25 years. I don't think anybody in the city even really knew who I was until about eight years ago. You know, it's it's really it's a hard business to break into. It, it just really takes the dedication to just to not care about what the next guy's doing or how much money you're making. You just want to care about the art that you're doing. You know, you want to take your time and realize that these people are coming to us and they're trusting us to mark them for the rest of their lives with some of the most meaningful things that they, I mean, these things are so meaningful that they want the whole world to see them. So if you can't take your ego out of that, you know what I mean? And just, just try to give them exactly what they want. Then as soon as I got, you know, that to that level of maturity, I guess you would say, then that's when my career really took off. And that's when people started knowing who I was. I started getting invites for guest spots and, you know, invited to conventions and stuff. And it's pretty surreal, man. It's pretty awesome, you know. Yeah. So there's people out there, I mean, like me, like you, who've gone down the wrong path that, that have this desire to move forward. What, what do you just have to tell them they're trying or they feel like, man, I, I gave it a shot and it didn't work, so I guess I'm just throwing the towel. You know, no, I'm sure you've been in that, that. situation. Yeah. but Several yeah. times, you know, I've, I've, I've thought, you know, it'd be a lot easier if I just, you know, just gave up or just this. It's so many people out there, too, that'll tell you that you can't, you can't, you know, there's some, you shouldn't or they'll try to, 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 if you have a dream or a goal, they'll try to tell you that it's how not feasible it is or even you yourself, you'll you'll argue your own limitations so many times, you know, because you're so afraid to make that jump and yeah. and just go for it, you know. And, and so, what was it that? What was the motivation there? You know, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that maybe started out on the same path as you, right? And at some point, it went a little different because you decided this is what I want, and you went after it, and you're where you're at. Now, what was it that kept you motivated? That kept you on that path? I mean, honestly, I think it's just I've always been real good at 
taking the negative energy from other people and, and turning that into a fuel for my positive goals, if that makes sense. Like, you know, when I was incarcerated and was told, you know, was told by my counselors, you got to be careful because you're, you know, all males between the age of 16 to 25 that come through the Department of Corrections, they never make it off parole. So I was like, okay, challenge accepted. Mm-hmm. And I've always lived my life through that. You know, I, I did carpentry work for a long, you know, for probably about a decade in between the, from the 18 to now. And it was the same thing on that job. If it was something that everybody else said couldn't be done, me and my brother would try to figure out that this is how <laughs> yeah. it's going to get done. Yeah, yeah. You say it can't be done, watch us make it happen. And I don't know. I just, I've always been underestimated and, you know, told that I couldn't do things. And I've always been the guy to try to break through the barrier and, you know, don't tell me what I can and can't do. I was, I grew up in a generation where we were told if you apply yourself, you can do anything. And I took it to heart, you know? Yeah. So, so when just, people tell me I can, it's it's more. I don't know if it's. A, I don't want to say spike because that sounds negative, but it's it's like a watch me. You know, yeah, it's motivation. Yeah, I mean, don't it's tell what motivates you. They can't yeah. do nothing. How many people told the Wright brothers they couldn't fly? Yeah, you know, where would we be if they gave up? For sure. So and, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> man, and just there's just it's, it's so cool because I think just the weight of being incarcerated at 15. I don't even know. I mean, I, I don't under, I don't know what that feels like, you know what I mean? But to be able to, to be starting basically life at 15, which is really where you start to decide and, and know that there's a future yeah. and have plans for it, but to, to be in that spot and then to be able to overcome it and just keep your head down for this long, it's amazing. Uh, what What's really cool about you, though, and why it was really important for you to be here is because what a lot of people do and what's easy for us to do as human beings often is just to, to work on ourselves, to, to have that goal, I want to be a tattoo artist, and then and then get that and be done, right? Yeah. Um, you did that. You worked 25 years to establish yourself as you are. You've got this tattoo shop now, and, and you're this person. But for the last two years, you've actually, every year, you've done this this thing called Inksgiving, which was really cool. Yeah. And we were able to be a part of it and give a lot to you, you know, to the group, this uh, to your Inksgiving thing. So why don't you talk about what, what Inksgiving is, and then uh, we'll just kind of go in how it got started. We'll follow up with all that stuff after. Okay, well, originally what gave me the idea is I, I was working at a different studio with a really good friend of mine, and he had a, a toy drive that he would do for the kids at the Children's Bureau. And, like, it was really cool watching him interact with the kids, and he does art classes and stuff. His name's Shadow Inc. He runs the Inc. Fam. He's an amazing artist, really good guy. He goes out and does an art class for them every month, and, like, he gets a lot from it just like the kids do, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, when I left there, and you know, my life took me down a different path, and I, I felt this emptiness, like, man, I was over here giving and, and feeling good about this. So how can I, in in my own, you know, he pretty much showed me that I can take what I have and bless other people, and not just you know hoard my blessings. I want to spread these blessings to other people, you know. Yeah. So I got to thinking about it, and I can remember, you know, some of the times on the road to where I got to where I was at, living in my car and. You having nowhere to go and, you know, not knowing if I was going to eat and stuff like that. So I just, you know, how can I help somebody who's out on the streets? It's cold outside. It's winter time. You know what I mean? Somebody, I'm no, there's somebody out there that needs a pair of gloves or something, you know? So what we did is we decided uh, for every $20 that someone would donate worth of hats, socks, gloves, uh, hand warmers. We've had people bring, you know, snack foods and stuff and, it's just been like a tremendous things that we never even thought of. We were just, you know, thinking small, like gloves and hats and stuff. And now we've got people bringing us tents and, 
and sleeping bags and hot hands and, you know, like little burner stoves and stuff. And, well, for every $20 that they bring us to the studio, we discount up to $200 worth of their tattoo work at a half price. So, I mean, in essence, you know, we're going to donate $100 worth of time to your tattoo mm-hmm. just for the $20 that you bring us for them. And, you know, it, at first it was kind of slow. You know, people didn't quite get it. But once they realized, you know, hey, this is a win-win for everybody. Yeah. You, know, you get your super nice tattoo at half the price that you wanted to pay for it, depending on how much you want to donate. And in turn, you got some guy out here that's sleeping, freezing, don't know where his next meal's going to come from. And we would, would, would just pull up on him on Sundays. And, like, we didn't take it to a shelter or anything. My wife and myself would, would organize everything Sunday afternoon and, get little bags from the Dollar Tree and we get them all together and get, you know, the goodies in there. And we would just pull up on the camps and, you know, we go over by the Hardee's down there by 70 and South street bridge and stuff. And Hey, you guys, you know, need some blankets, need this, need that. And I don't know. I got pretty big. We did really good last year. We had probably five or six really big truckloads that we got to take out and give to people. And I don't know. It's just awesome, man. We We take our kids with us. You know, our kids love to go and, I think it's important for them to see, you know, that it, just because we're blessed doesn't mean, you know, you don't look down on somebody else. Because the first time we went out, they was like, that was really cool, Dad. And it's the first time I ever told my kids, you know, that used to be your dad. That was me. You know, before you were born, I was in the same spot they're in. Yeah. It's hard to go through that, especially with your kids. You know, I, it's this whole year the kids have been with me doing all the volunteer work. And, you know, it's it weighs on them, I can see. But. Man, it's just such a cool story. And when I saw the first post, the Thanksgiving and everything that you were doing, and you do it in November, so it's right around Thanksgiving. When it starts and, to get cold. Yeah, yeah. right when they're really, when the camps are really kind of building up in yeah, Indianapolis. So, yeah. um, and this year, we'll link some of the pictures on our social media, but I mean, we're just talking like stacks and stacks of sleeping bags. Oh, and it was incredible and, this year. We had a guy that came out, didn't even get a tattoo. He came out and brought us uh, like eight giant contractors trash bags full of brand new sleeping bags brand new sat you know hats and socks and stuff i think he had like 12 tents like he went crazy and i was like well what do you want to get tattooed and he's like i don't want to tattoo man i just wanted to help out so i mean to me that's that's what it's all worth that you know we can inspire one other person to just like you know i want to help it's so it's so contagious that's how i ended up here you know mm-hmm. with shadow you know it the feeling that i got from doing the toys for tasks with him it just made me want to start something on a, you know, but I didn't want to do what he was doing. You know, he's, yeah. he's doing, you know, good work over there. So I'm thinking, how can I take what he's doing and make it apply to another group of people that could use our help? Yeah. And so just awesome. one random act of kindness can change a person's whole perception on life you over know? and over. That's again. all it takes. Yeah. And we, and that's this, this whole podcast. I feel like this, the theme of this season is that ripple effect that we have on people. And so just the ripple effect that not only that shadow had on you, than you have on this community and the other tattoo artists that work with you, you know, who are now a part of this and then your children who were part of this. And then now all of our listeners, you know, who get to be a part of that too. So it's just a great thing. And so what, um, I mean, I think you've touched on it a lot and I I feel like we can all probably answer this, but really just your motivation, like your motivation is just that, you know, what it's like to hurt. Yeah. And, and, And that's what got me out of my funk was, somebody giving me a leg up some rant i mean you know you got friends that try to help you and family they'll try to help you but for me it was the people who didn't know me and they had only heard the highlights of my past that still gave me that chance you know what i mean and believed in me and it's like 
that right there was what it took for me to realize, you know, I can be something more than what they're calling me on paper, you know? So. For sure. It's really easy for all of us to acknowledge that people can change and, and we can hear the stories and relate with those in some sort. But but the reality is the struggle really is that you, you did have a past and you had this thing that was hanging over you, right? You had to overcome that along with just the mental attitude. It had to have been a lot of extra struggle and a lot of extra grind for you to overcome like that thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what, what do you say to those people who, you know, the kids maybe who are starting down the wrong path or the people who are already there, you know, a lot of this, this is shared with a lot of recovery centers and stuff. So some people who might be in that situation where they're, they're incarcerated in one way or another right now and they're hearing this and just, what do you, what do you say to them? How? Well, I mean, just, you know, don't give up. Um, don't let five seconds change 50 years of your life is the best thing I can say for a younger person. Think about your actions. You know, a lot of kids these days are just impulsive and younger people and like we were too when we were younger but you know if, i feel like it's it's getting a little you know more if you will and just just to remember that five seconds can really change 50 years of your life or the whole you can change a whole another family in five seconds and not you know not even mean to so just you know to think about think about the consequences of what you're going to do before you do them and if you put your if you are in a bad situation you know just you know, all it takes is that desire you just got to want and be patient you know, don't don't change something in your life and then expect an immediate result would be my best bit of advice because I honestly feel like the changes that I made years ago have put me where I'm at now. But it took year it literally took over a decade for the fruition of the work that I was putting in, you know. And I had said and that's where most of the negativity came from in my life was the people telling me, you know, you can or it's not working for you. Try something else. And I was so determined that this is what I wanted to do, you know, you have to be passionate, find a passion, you know, don't, don't worry about that instant, you know, like I walked away from tattooing for a few years because of easy money, you know, steady guaranteed money doing construction. And I regret those years more than anything, because those are years that I took away from myself as far as growing in my art. So it's now, who you now are, right. You were, so now that I've called hit, to do, I've hit yeah. this level and I'm like, all I can think back is, man, how much better could I be doing now? artistically if I had just stayed with that and not worried about the money when I was younger and thought that that's you know when you're younger you think oh if I make a lot of money I can have nice things do this and the other well I mean at the end of the day I've you trade in all the money in the world for you know having your family and you know doing good things and being able to put a smile on a random stranger's face to me is priceless so, I just, you know, so beautiful. It's just always it's people. always cool to hear just broken people like come to a point in their life, you know, of, of realizing that giving and serving and just just that simple thing is a smile. Just how important that is. So much people, you know, so many people once something bad happens, they just feel like, well, this is me now. You know, you get that that number on your chest. Well, this is who I am. This is who I got to be. And I think a lot of it is like living up to an image, if you will, and. You know, I, well, I got to be a tough guy now. I've been to prison. I'll, I don't have to be a tough guy. I'm a big teddy bear. I'm <laughs> 200 something, 297 pound dude that'll melt when a two year old hands me a toy phone, you know? So it, you don't have to be a tough guy. You just be a good guy. Best advice I can give anybody. That's awesome. Man, it's just, it's so cool to see, like, to actually hear, you know, your story and where you've come from. And, and I really just hope that people can can resonate with that. Where is your shop located? And um, we're located uh, uh, south on sixty seven. It's a uh, four six seven North Town Center Drive. 
46158. It's right on the corner of uh, 67 and Bridge Street down in Mooresville. Awesome. Uh, we're like, you can see the Mooresville sign. We're so far north in Mooresville. Right and then your, your Painted Warrior tattoo on Facebook? Yeah, the Painted Warrior on Facebook. Painted Warrior on Facebook. You want to give us a shout or yeah. follow and check yeah, out some sure. of the artwork we got. We got, you know, we got five artists in there that do. Uh, well, no, I think there's four of us now. There's four of us in there. We all got different styles. And we're all pretty good at what we do. So, yeah, and it's a it's a chance like to be a part of that ripple effect, right? So, like, absolutely, um, just by getting tattoos and by us like deciding where we're gonna go and we're gonna pick these places that are giving back to the community, we, we it allows us the consumer, right, yeah. to be a part of that ripple effect and yeah, to definitely. give back and we're inviting in as many people as we want to just come be a part of it. It's, yeah. it's we're not gonna stop doing it unless yeah. they make us. <laughs> Good luck cool. with that, you know. It's it's every, very cool. We start the first of November every year and it's with like a clockwork. And after the, you know the second year, people are pretty much looking for it yeah, now. They're ready like, for oh, it. cool! You're doing yeah. it every year. We just thought it was a one-time thing because you just opened, you know, back sure. in nineteen. And like, yeah. no, we're here. We're not going anywhere. Yeah, and it's just such a cool thing. And it's not, you know, I was looking at the statistics of the homelessness in 2020 and in Indianapolis specifically, like the uh, the unsheltered homelessness during the pandemic went up 71 percent. Yeah. So man. I mean, that's out of control numbers, right? So for for a group to say like, I'm gonna be a tattoo artist and then I'm going to use my skill, this gift, this passion that I have for tattooing to go out and help, especially in a time where this is homelessness and this, this unsheltered men basically are, are at all, all are time high. F- just flat out afraid to get close to each other too. Yeah. You know, people are, people are scared of you at the Walmart and <laughs> we're down there and, you know, by the creeks like, Hey guys, you know, you need some food, you need some yeah. blankets here, man, get it's, warmed up. And it's one of the it's most amazing, you yeah. know, the feeling that we get from it. It's just, it's one of the most humbling things. And I got to say, um, the other thing that I want to ask you about is the perception, because there's a perception of the homeless, right? I, I work under the bridges all the time, and it's one of, I, every morning I wake up and I go do that. It's, it's, I'm bummed out if I miss a morning and I don't get to spend time there. But, but the perception is of homeless, right? The perception of a felon or, you know, right. an alcoholic. Is that we're broken? Is that we're damaged? Is that we're bad, right? And yeah. you just talked a little bit about the teddy bear. So what was your experience like in those camps with those, and what do you do you agree? Do you counter that? Oh no, there's. I think there's great people down there, man. I mean, life just happens to people sometimes. You know, there's sometimes there's just forces that are out of our control. So one one event leads to another, and things just happen. People get blindsided. Companies shut down. Families break. You know, it doesn't necessarily. You know, people see homeless people and think, oh, they're drug addicts. They deserve to be there. They don't try. And this, you don't know the situation. You don't know the story. I know me personally, when I was homeless, I was trying my my butt off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was trying so hard. I hated it. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm not a very small guy and I was living out of a two door escort. So. Oh, living out of a car <laughs> you know is crazy I mean? expensive. You know, I, yeah, when I, I lived out of my car, I worked 12 hour days. I, all night I had to drive around to find somewhere to sleep that I that someone would leave me alone at. And let and, you sleep. Yeah. And I had to eat fast food. You know, you have to eat out of your car. Up, so you have to buy food every heat, time you, you eat. Know, start shower. Your for 20 minutes and shut it back off. All of your hygiene stuff. Like, it's all, it pretty much you were living to, or you were working to live out of your car. Absolutely. Yeah. And so Living actually itself is a job. Coming yeah. up with a month's rent or a month's rent plus a deposit or... Like, that was just way out of the realm when you're living in, you know. Yeah, and it seems so far away, and it's, it's literally just just don't give up, you know, just keep trying, just put it up, you know, just put it back. And 
I don't know. It just it just takes a lot of passion and a lot of want, you know. Don't so, think that because you know bad things have happened to you, you're not worth anything. You yeah. know, if I'd have you know if I'd have went off of the opinions of the prosecutors and stuff when I was younger and went through my trouble, then I'd be probably not even caring right now. Yeah. I'd have Definitely wouldn't person. be in a level to serve and a level to operate. Absolutely, and give back, I'd so. be in no position to make anybody else's life better, not alone myself. So For sure, it's just that you got to get that mental out of your head. You know that you're not. If you wasn't, if you were nothing, you wouldn't be here. Yeah, you know we're you're all here. Something. There's we a reason you're a, here. Yeah, we yeah. all have a point. You know, her purpose and. I feel like, you know, the, the, the more people that you can reach when your time on this planet is, you know, worth more than any toys, any money, any, you know, any feeling in the world is just help somebody else out. You know, you, when you get done at the, end of the, at the end of your life, if you look back on it and think me being here helped other people, then to me, that's a success. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter what you're driving. You know, I've I got a nice bike now. I drove a bike that I built out of trash bikes four years ago. You know, like I, I'm not a real picky guy. You know, it's just be happy and 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 try to make other people happy. Because yeah. at the end of the day, if if you can look back in your life and you can't think of any random person that you just helped for no reason, like what's the point? You know, like we're all here together. We got we're all in the same boat. You know, yeah. there's no sense in. You know, throwing somebody out of the boat we're all in the same one yeah. let's, let's and we i mean it. you basically what we can control is how we react right so we can we're all in the same boat we can either like get on board and all be in that same wavelength of helping and giving and that we're all or you know we can go against it and just cause damage so Absolutely. it doesn't make sense yeah. to do that so never have never understood that yeah. mentality that shark mentality yeah. it's yeah. like dude we're all in the same pond like yeah. you're muddy your own waters either way you yeah. know if For we sure. just take care of each other then and there's so much that uh, we've there's like we've touched on a whole lot in a little bit of time, but there's really like a couple points. And one, you're just the the example of that you're not ever down, you're not ever done, right? So everybody out there, I know that you're hurt, you're broken, you've made a mistake, you can't forgive yourself, you can't get over the shame, or you know something's been done to you that you can't get over it. But but the point is that you're not that you are whatever you want to be. You have that opportunity. JoJo's living example. You know if he would have listened to the, all those people for all those years, then uh, who knows where he'd be? But it definitely wouldn't be in a position of living up to his potential of finding that passion and doing it every day and finding joy in that and then using that passion to serve the community. So. Um, all of us have that opportunity. So keep your head down, uh, do the next right thing. And then uh, also I just urge all of you to look differently at the people around you. Look in your family and your community and look at the homeless and just look at them differently. I know it's easy to look at broken and hurt people and judge them and, and just and blame them and uh, put that weight on them. But really everybody deserves love. Everybody deserves forgiveness. And if we give that openly, then uh, the ripple effect that we're going to have on the community is going to be amazing. And uh, I just urge you that if you don't like the world that you see, then be something different. Be the change that you want to be. So, JoJo, I really appreciate you being here. Thank you very much, guys. Check out um, Thanks for having me, guys. Painted Warrior Tattoo on Facebook and uh, check them out in Mooresville. Some great work there. And then, guys, remember, go to gobeloveinc.com. If you're alone, if you're hurting, if you need live coaching, or if you just need someone to talk to, you can click on the Go Be Love Ministries tab. We have a lot of new apparel and shirts out. That's how we fund this nonprofit. So be sure to check out that apparel and get some clothes today. We're calling that the Shop and Serve, so be sure to shop and serve. Uh, if you're out there and alone and you just need someone to talk to, we have the hotline number on the website. Just give me a call, and I'll call you right back. So know that I see you, I hear you, and I love you. Be loved.